to ask you to take your Bibles. We're looking together in the book of John this morning. So this is John chapter 12. So if you want to turn with me to John 12, we're going to begin reading here in in verse 1. And uh, Woodrow Crow, I don't know if you remember him. He used to be on the radio. And uh, back to the Bible, he had a radio program. He's retired now, but he had always end. Whenever he'd finish his radio program, he'd always say this. He'd say, have a good and godly day. For what's the use of having a good day if it's not a godly one? And I always like that. But anyway, he, he did a Bible study once called the 12 Voices of Easter. And so I'm going to take up and make a, a series. This is leading up to Easter for us. Something similar called the People of Easter. And now he didn't start with Mary of Bethany, but that's where I'm starting. And and here's the reason. When you go through the Gospel of John, first 11 chapters, the, they're written, they, they help you to convince you who Jesus is. He is the Son of God. But all of a sudden you get to chapter 12 and it, it begins to turn just a little bit. You can kind of see a change that's taking place and we're moving now toward, um, toward Easter, toward the, the crucifixion. And so... So that it's just kind of a definite turn. You can see it. So we're just going to pick up there. And so as you move in chapter 12, then we're going to begin studying about, to, about Mary. And besides that, let me say something else about Mary as we read these. Um, Mary of Bethany. You know, I don't know. You may be able to relate to her. Um, her, bro- her brother, Lazarus, you know, he was known uh, really close to Jesus, a friend of Jesus. And... Uh, and known for his witness. You know, Jesus had just raised him from the dead, and so uh, everybody was talking about Lazarus. Martha, she was the good cook, and everybody was just excited about Martha. She could just cook. She was a servant. Then you had Mary. And so if you're Mary, I mean, what do you do to be able to allow, to let people know, hey, I love the Lord, to let Him know, I am committed to serving you. And so... You may find yourself in that place. And, and, and let's just, in the biblical times, it was a man's world. Here she is, a lady. How, how can I be a disciple? What can I do to be, able to, to be able to let the Lord know I'm serious? And so when you pick up on chapter 12, we, we see then how, what Mary does. And so let's go ahead and we'll pick up verse 1. It says, Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper. Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. And then Mary took a pound of costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's brother, who would betray him, said, why was this fragrant sold, a fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. He had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me... You do not have always. Now, a great many of the Jews uh, knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake, but 
that they might also see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. And let's go ahead and have pause, pause for prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for letting us be able to study your word. May you bless us today. Fill us with your spirit. Just allow us to be able to sense a closeness with you. May you challenge us. May you speak to us. And I just pray that we can be different because we have, uh, have been in your presence because we're studying your word and we're moved and motivated by it. Pray your blessings now on each one, and we thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Heard about a fellow that was wearing a, had a shirt, had a big K on his shirt, and somebody asked him what that stood for, and he said, confusion. He said, I'm just confused. And he looked at him and said, well, confusion doesn't start with a K. He said, I'm really confused. <laughs> well, some people may think, when they looked at this situation and what had taken place, they may have thought that of Mary. Not the case. She knew exactly what she was doing. But there's a lot of other people that were confused. Some people are confused in their priorities. They're confused at what really is important. And, and so those that were really her critics, that would be true. But Mary was not confused. She knew what she was doing. They knew that they were having this celebration. Jesus had just raised Lazarus from the dead. They was going to do something to be able to honor him. They had this big uh, dinner to be able, and Mary wanted to do something special. And so she had it planned out, what she would like to be able to do. And uh, now, let me just remind you something about Mary. If you go back into uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 38, uh, they had Jesus at their house another time. And if you remember, in Luke 38, it says this about Mary, that she sat at Jesus' feet and she heard, she listened to everything that He spoke, all the words that He taught. And you remember her sister Martha complained because she said, hey, I'm doing all the cooking. I'm doing all the work. Jesus, make, help Mary come and help me. And He's like, no, no. She's choosing something special right here. And so Mary was a, a student. She wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. She didn't want to pass up that opportunity. And so she listened. I think that's important to be able to mark. Mary heard what Jesus taught. Now, one of the things that maybe Jesus taught about that had taken place earlier in the Gospel of Luke, in Luke chapter 7. In Luke 7, there's a similar story. Don't get it confused. Some people want to put them together. I think there's two different stories. Not the same thing as what's taking place here. For, for example, in Luke 7, it takes place in Galilee. Here, we've got something that takes place in Bethany. In Luke 7, you've got a lady who's a known sinner or a person that's immoral. That wouldn't be the case with Mary. So it's two different stories. So it could be that Jesus had even mentioned what had taken place. That Simon the Pharisee had invited Jesus to a dinner and... There was a, a lady that come in and anointed or poured oil all over his feet and wiped his, with, uh, washed, his washed it off with her tears and wiped her feet with her hair. And, and Simon said, if he had a real prophet, he'd know what kind of woman this is, how inappropriate that is. And Jesus had taught them. Well, he actually told a parable. He said, hey, Simon, you have two people that owe a lot of money. Or one owes a lot of money, one owed somebody just a little bit of money. But the person they owed that money to, he forgave them. Now, who do you think would love the most? 
Simon said, I guess it's the one that was forgiven the most. And he said, that's right. And then he said, this woman, yeah, she's a sinner, but she has, when I come in here today, you didn't even greet me with a kiss that was normal on the cheek. You didn't wash my feet or have anybody do anything like that. But this woman has not stopped. Who, who much is for, so, so basically this woman had been forgiven much. And so, you know, I think that, that Mary, when she heard that story, she could relate. She could relate to the fact that she understood something. We're all sinners. She had been taught at the feet of Jesus Christ, and so she began to realize, you know what, none of us, none of us deserve heaven. None of us deserve a relationship with God. We are all sinners. And we have a hard time. A lot of people have a hard time being able to register that because they want to, we want to compare ourselves to somebody else and say, well, I'm just not as bad as them. Or I'm not... We're all sinners. All of us. And so Mary understood, I don't deserve this. I've been forgiven. I have a relationship because of Christ. And she had taken this in. Listening to Jesus Christ. It's, isn't it funny how that some people can listen but not really hear? Jesus, you know, he, he basically said that in, in one of the parables. And Isaiah said that. People, it's just like they hear but they don't really. They're not listening. They're not taking in. Mary was taken in and she understood her, her, her situation. She had been forgiven. She also knew this. She had heard Jesus talking about going to the cross. Sin is serious. And she knew that Jesus was going to the cross. That's what it would take to be able to, to pay the penalty of, the, of our sin. There, if sin's forgiven, something has to be done. And Jesus would go to the cross and Mary began to take this in and she understood Jesus was going to the cross. He was going to the die. Now listen, the disciples... They were in denial about this. The Jews thought that they were, they were, the new king was coming in, the new Messiah, and he was just going to set up his kingdom right then. They weren't expecting someone to come and to die. But she understood. She was listening. Jesus was talking about he was going to come into Jerusalem. He would die. She took it in and she got it. But she also wanted to do something special for Jesus. She wanted to be able, she, under, she understood He's the one that brought Lazarus back. He's the one that was our hope. He's the one that forgiveness is found in. And so she wanted to do something special. And so that brings us to our second point. First point is that she, uh, she learned at Jesus' feet. Here's our second point. She is really a follower of Jesus Christ. And so doing so, a follower of Christ should be someone that is publicly unashamed of Jesus Christ. And Mary was that. So a group has come, and so she was going to be able to take all uh, perfume that she had, and she was going to also anoint Jesus. She knew it would be appropriate because He was headed to the cross. It would be a sign of her love. And so... She wanted to do so, and to do so, she wanted to do publicly. I like listening to Billy Graham, uh, and you can still hear his old sermons. I still like listening to them. One of the things Billy Graham always says, he gets to the end, and 
he was talking about his invitation. And he said, you know, it's important that you make a public decision. It's important that you're willing to be able to come and unashamedly declare you're giving your life to Jesus Christ and to do so publicly. And he said, if you'll notice in Jesus' ministry, when any time somebody made a decision, they did so publicly. And so here she was making a public decision. Now, when you make a public decision, yeah, you're in front of people. Uh, you're making yourself, you're putting yourself on the line. But she was going to do so unashamedly to declare her love for Christ. Hey, listen, when we have baptism, that's what baptism is. We want to do it publicly. We don't have private baptism. We have it public baptism where you can be able to share with what's taking place in your life. And you can do so without words. And so uh, she did so publicly. So she takes this oil, perfume that she had, instead of spikered, that had been like 12 ounces. It's a lot of perfume. Here, uh, Judas complains about it. He says, it's, why wouldn't it sold for the, and given to the poor 300 denarii? A denarii would have been a day's, day's wage. So 300 denarii, that's 300 days. When you take in all the holidays, just different things, the Sabbaths, that's like a year's salary. One year's salary, that's a lot of money. And so it was costly. Mary takes, she may have looked and she may have thought, she may have heard that story of this lady doing that. She said, you know, I could do that. And she may have looked at this perfume. She said, this is the most expensive thing I've got. And I'm going to give it to the Lord. Remember King David? He was going to buy some land to be able to build a temple on. King David buys this land. And the guy said, if you're going to buy it to build a temple on, I'll just give it to you. And David said, uh-uh. He said, I'm not offering the Lord something that costs me nothing. I'm worshiping God and I'm paying full amount because I'm giving it to the Lord myself. And that's how Mary was. She said, you know what? I'm looking for some way to be able to honor the Lord. And this is the most expensive thing I know. One writer said, you know, it could be. Mary was, because many people believe she was single here. This may have been part of the dowry that was to be given to her husband. And so she may have used that out of that dowry. And you know what she could have been saying? Basically, Lord, this may limit me. But my dreams and my future, I'm putting in your hands. You know, there's people today that are searching for God's will. And some people are wondering, can I trust God? There's people that are single that are saying, you know, I don't know if I'll ever meet the right person. Can I really trust God? Mary was saying, I'm putting my future in your hands. I'm trusting in you. You ever heard the, the verse that's found in Proverbs, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Uh, lean not unto your own understandings. And in all your ways, acknowledge in Him, and He'll direct your path. I heard about a soldier. It's a video about the Medal of Honor recipients. And he said, he remembers him as his mother giving him that verse. And they were just getting shellacked in World War II. And so this fella, he said, I just remember my mom sharing that verse. And he said, Lord, I'm just going to trust you. And so he just, uh, he did what he was supposed to do. 
when morning came, turned out he was the only one left. But the enemy had retreated. They didn't know. And he said when they found him, he said they told him that he was just sitting there and he was just quoting that verse. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, because that's what he had done. He had trusted in the Lord, and the Lord had got him through. And so where are you at? There may be some people that need to be like that. Just say, Lord, with my future, I don't know what it's going to be, but I am going to trust you. And that's what she did. So she took the most costly thing and said, Lord, I give it to you. What is it that you're holding back from God? Are you willing to surrender all? Are you willing to say, Lord, you know what? If you can use anything I got, I'm giving it to you. It's yours. You can be Lord of it. You know what? There's times that I have to do that over. I'll do it. Sometimes I'll say, Lord, my home, my cars, just whatever I have, it's yours. And then I forget. And I have to do it again. Lord, you're, you're in control. You're in charge. I want you to be Lord. And that's what... Mary does here. She takes the thing that was the most costly and she presents that and she anoints Jesus with it. And notice then that she gets on her hands and knees. She's at his feet. She does probably, Mark and Matthew said she anointed his head. John says it's her feet, probably both. Then she gets on her hands and her knees and with her hair she cleans his feet. You know what she's saying? She's saying, I'm willing to be your servant. It doesn't matter if it's embarrassing. It doesn't matter how hard it is. I'm willing to serve. You know, in the very next chapter, the disciples are going to meet. They're going to, uh, for the Passover. And you know, as they come in, not one of them is going to dare wash somebody's feet. So you remember, so in John 13, Jesus ends up washing the defeat of the disciples, basically being their servant. They thought they were too good. But here's Mary saying, Lord, I'm your servant. I just want to serve you whatever it is I'm willing to be able to do. And she humbles herself. People, you, didn't, you don't even do it today. Touching someone's feet, uh, people don't, who wants to do that? That's what Mary does. She said, Lord, it doesn't matter how hard it is. I'm humble and I'm willing to serve you. And so she basically proclaims, I'm a follower of Christ. And then, when this takes place, Judas speaks up. And he said, what a waste. Now I want you to think about that. Here's Mary, she has given her all most expensive thing she's got. She's basically said, Lord, I, I'm surrendering my future to you. I'm just trusting you. And then here's somebody that says, one of the disciples. What a waste. And because you have one disciple do that, next thing you know, you have some others join in. Sometimes you've got to be careful who you join in with. Be careful what people are saying. You, you don't want to go against what God's for. And so they say, what a waste. You know, whenever you give your best to the Lord, you're always going to have critics. Unfortunately, sometimes it's even people that are supposed to be God's servants. And so 
they come and they say, what a waste. This could have been used in a whole different way. This should have been given to the poor. That sounds good. And see, that's what some people say with you. You know, you could have, you could have taken that money, you could have used it over here and done more. Or you could have done it this way, it would have been better. And people are always criticizing. But then John points out, you know, the person that led the criticism actually wasn't concerned about that money. Because John says, you know, he kept our money and it turned out he was taken from it. He was a thief. He wouldn't have used that money for the poor. He was planning on taking it. You see, there's always going to be critics. And if you allow critics, you start listening. You know what's going to happen? You're going to start doing nothing. You'll do nothing. And nothing's going to get done because we don't want to withstand criticism. What's interesting is, Jesus then defends Mary. He said, leave her alone. And then Jesus defends her. You know what the Bible tells us? That Jesus never leaves us or forsakes us. Robert McShane, he was a 19th century Scottish pastor. He said this. He said, if I could hear Christ praying for me in the next room, I would not fear a million enemies. Me neither. If I can hear Christ praying, wouldn't that be something? But you know what McShane then went on to say? Distance. Distance makes no difference. Because the truth is, the Bible tells us that Jesus is at God's right hand making intercession for us. He is praying for us. And so whenever you're serving God and you are being led by the Spirit of God and you act on His behalf, you can count on it. The Lord is on your side. He's present and He's praying. And so He, Jesus, then defends Mary. He said, you need to leave her alone. He said, you know what she's done? She has basically, I'm not going to be here for a short time. She has anointed me. She's given this specifically for me. Now he's not saying, he's not saying, don't help the poor. He's just saying, in this situation, she's doing the right thing. She's offering her all and giving it to me and anointing me. And so Jesus said, she's always going to be remembered for anointing me. In fact, in Mark's gospel, when Mark writes about this, you know what he said? He said, Jesus would say, whenever the gospel's preached, she's going to be remembered. People are going to think of Mary and they're going to think of the gospel. She was preparing Christ for His death. And people are going to associate her with the gospel. Now, wow. Isn't that something? Here's Mary. She said, you know, I, I don't have much gifts. I don't have many talents. What can I do? This is all I've got. This is the best I've got. I'm giving it to God. And then Jesus said, you know, from now on, when people think of Mary, they're going to think of the gospel. Isn't that something? Jesus not only thought that, said that she would be remembered with the gospel, but listen, she was going to be remembered for what she wanted to be remembered as. A true believer. A true disciple. A true follower of Jesus Christ. Not someone that's fake. 
Not somebody that's just going through the motions. Not somebody that's saying, I'm just doing this because I'm going to benefit. It's she is truly, sincerely wanting to follow Christ and she would be known from now on as a true follower of Christ. This one incident, talk about a legacy. She's got it. People of Easter, first one, Mary, Mary of Bethany. Look at it, boy. What a good example and a challenge for us. It could be today. As we come time and we, we want to respond to God's Word. It never goes out void. So it could be today you realize you need to make a decision. Maybe it is that the Holy Spirit's been dealing with you and you realize you're not a Christian. You know, it's important that we are able to make a decision and to follow Christ. And you know, today's the day of salvation. You don't want to put that off. You want to respond today. So when the service is over and people are leaving today, I'm, just, I'm hanging around. I'll be more happy to talk with you. But then we'll also want to fix it where you can publicly be able to let people know what's taking place in your life. You may never have followed Jesus in baptism. Or maybe you've never publicly been able to say, yeah, I've received Christ. And you need to be able to unashamedly, and we need to do that. Some Sunday, I'll allow you to be able to tell people that you've given your life to Christ or maybe set up a time for you to be baptized. Maybe as a Christian, you just thought you had nothing to offer. Everybody has something to offer. And today, you might just want to tell the Lord, Lord, I don't know. I was thinking about, and I've got this and this. I give it to you. Or I've got, this is all I have. I just, I've got a, I've got a vehicle. I'll give it to you. Or I've got this, I just give it to you. It's yours. Today's a day for us to be able to say, Lord, you're, you're God and I trust you. If you need to make a decision of some kind, let's have prayer together. Lord, I thank you for letting us come today. Appreciate each person that's come out. Thank you for your protections and guidance through this week. I pray now that you would just bless, help us as we are, think about and your Holy Spirit's at work in leading us. Help us, Lord, just to be able to respond in faith. Pray your blessings now upon each one. We thank you in Jesus' name.